and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor of the Tenkar's Tavern blog, Discord server, Mimi group, Facebook group, Twittering, and Instagram. Yes, holy shit, I actually used Instagram last night with that photo of the coins that I used. So if you want to grab that, a full-size version of that photo, go to the blog, go to Instagram, Tenkar's Tavern. You can't miss it. Or you could. You could miss it. It could happen. So, uh, believe it or not, although I got one short voicemail on the coins topic from yesterday, there's a lot of talking about it on uh, on Facebook So and on the blog. So let me uh, step away. We'll listen to Jason, and then uh, I'll read a few comments. Right back. Hey, Eric. Jason here. That makes a lot of sense what you're saying about the coins. 100 per pound is definitely reasonable. I've also seen places do 50 per pound, but I agree with you. 100 is a lot easier math in your head. So, not a lot easier, but it's a little bit easier, a little more intuitive. So, anyhow, great episode. Take Keep up the great work. Talk to you later. You know, Jason, yeah, I, I would say that 100 coins or 50 coins it makes it more palatable. But yeah, so we're going to go into some of the uh, comments from the blog. Actually, I think the blog comments pretty much cover everything that was covered on Facebook anyway. From JD, well, the weight of everything was measured in coins, so having 10 coins in a pound made for easier bookkeeping, as well as an easier way to visualize the weight of things for matters of encumbrance. Or hide them. A two-handed sword weighing 250 coins, 25-pound sword? Really? You know, again, we're we're talking. It's a fantasy role playing game, right? So, I guess if you are saying that a tenth of a pound coin isn't the size of a tenth of a pound coin, it's just more dense than uh, even that. But here's the thing that I want to weigh on. Actually, right from the beginning here, when it came to Magic Sword. Now, I'm going to do this from memory, so if I am wrong, please forgive me and correct me. But a plus one longsword was worth 400 XP if you kept it. It was worth 2,000 gold pieces if you sold it. Think about that. 2,000 gold pieces if you sold it, and as in theory, most of your XP was from treasure, it was much more valuable to sell your magic items than to keep them unless they were really really needed think about it right and if you're going to trade stuff would you rather carry two thousand gold pieces or a plus one longsword now the argument goes well when you want to sell it how do they know it's plus one? i i i agree but if you're going to move large amounts of money around, isn't it better to just move small amounts of magic around? It screws up the whole economy in that. But in any case, Christian, it's a game construct. It's not meant to map reality. Wondering this is like wondering why the coinage isn't on a more realistic silver standard. All pointless. A DM can revise the coinage system to their heart's content. The players won't care because they're not looking for a currency simulator. Yeah, but Here's my issue, okay? I'm a retired cop, and I will watch 
cop movies and cop TV shows, and there is a certain amount of ability to suspend disbelief that I can handle. So, all right. When I was watching Third Watch back in the day, and I'm watching, oh, look, they are promoting somebody to sergeant for heroic actions. Doesn't happen in NYPD. Sergeant is a civil service position. Okay? So you have to take a test, an exam for it. Detective can be discretionary. Above captain is discretionary. But so I'm already going, oh, it was doing so well. And then they throw this in, and I'm like, ah. Or again, third watch, when the IEB lieutenant gets promoted to captain and becomes the CO of the command that he was investigating. Would never happen. This coming from somebody as a sergeant who spent time in internal affairs. They would never throw that lieutenant into a command that they were directly investigating. But I digress. So Rob Conley mentions in response to Christian, there is doing things because it's more playable, and then there are things that are play arbitrary and make no sense. A 100 coins to a pound is just as easy to use as any set of round numbers. 500, 100, 200, 250, 500, etc., nor was it obscure information as coin collecting was a thing, and one of the better encyclopedias would have a short entry on medieval or ancient coinage. He does make a good point. Uh, Reverend Pavane, one of my experimental variant games considered the thousands of gold pieces treasure to be generated by the OD&D treasure tables to be in the form of loot rather than coin. So it makes somewhat more sense to consider the coin weight to be a measure of the GP encumbrance with a value of this loot, rather than the actual weight of the coin. Although in this case, I went in the other direction and reduced the GP loads that could be carried by things and people. The value indicated where the loot could be traded for coin, copper everywhere, silver at towns, gold in the cities, and platinum at the royal courts. And that's an interesting way to handle it. And I don't know if I'd be quite that restrictive, but... Yeah, you go into a, a a small town. That much they might take your gold, but they're not going to be. Uh, well, they, 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 you know, they're not going to be able to break it. Maybe they can't make change for a platinum piece at the uh, tavern. So either you overpay, or you gotta find somebody who's going to be looking to shake you down for ten or twenty percent of your money. That's something we, they mentioned, but they, we never did that, right? Um, McLaird, the value of the coins is based on the availability of the metal. If a world had lots of gold, then you would need more to equal a smaller value. The only reason ours are sized the way they are now is tradition. Also, if you look at a real gold dollar, they weren't very big. Easier to lose, so you are better off mixing the metal with something baser to make the coin larger and easier to track. Seven bastards follows it up with... Gold is scarce here because we don't have dwarves, or maybe we don't have dwarves because gold is gold is scarce. Either way, you have big coins because dwarves mine a lot of gold. Okay. Uh, Rob Connolly follows up with, I use a silver-based system where one silver penny is equal to one silver piece, which equals to one denarius. And there are 250 silver pennies to a pound and the coins that are the size of the U.S. dime. I also have a coin of a much greater value than the gold crown, which is worth 320 silver pennies. 
which is minted 16 to a pound. And the coins are roughly the size of a U.S. half dollar. I talk about this in the equipment booklet on my website. And you can go to uh, batintheattic.com. He's got a free download, so go to Rob's website. Um, Michael Thompson, good point. When I was in Trier, D.E., is that Delaware? I don't know. I marveled at how small the Roman coins were, especially compared to the euros I carried there. All right, so I guess I don't think it was uh, Deutschland? I don't know, but in any case, it drove good discussion, and it is a good thing to discuss. <clears throat> and again, my issue is also think about it. When you say somebody, you found a gold ring, is it magical? No, then fuck it, I leave it, right? Because how much could a gold ring be worth? <sighs> Jewelry was often used because you could carry your wealth on you and your fingers around your neck, and it was safer than carrying coins on your belt. But if a gold coin weighs a tenth of a pound, how many... How many rings are you going to make out of a single gold coin? So how much is a gold ring actually worth? Not much. And therein lies the crutch, right? That's that kind of that ability to suspend disbelief is is huge with role playing games, right? I mean, I, I remember reading an article about falling damage and how the you fall ten feet, it's one d six. You fall twenty feet, it's 3d6, or was it 2d6? Because don't you add 2d6 for the next 10 feet, or is it total? You know, I'm going to have to relook, because I've read so many different ways about doing falling damage. But in any case, folks, I appreciate the feedback on the coinage stuff. I, I think I'm going to make it an issue in my next campaign. I'm also enjoying sitting at a desk when I do this podcast, as opposed to sitting in a recliner with a laptop or iPad in front of me, having the laptop on this old mini desk and sitting in an actual desk chair is a nice change of pace. All right, folks, on that note, I'm going to bid thee adieu. We are still in the midst of a pandemic. Please take the precautions that you need to take to keep yourself, your family, your friends, your loved ones safe. And uh, as always, be safe, be well, God bless for all those dice. And I will talk with you all, God willing, tomorrow's. Later, folks.